got this, Maddie. You freaking got this, dude. <clears throat> hmm. Hello, everybody. <sighs> this is a little strange for me right now. Doing this, talking directly to the camera, having nobody else in the room, and addressing you guys. I think maybe the best place to begin with this podcast, which we're calling Matt's Going Away Party, which I'll get into that a little later. Um, maybe the best way to begin with all this is a little reintroduction of myself because it's been a while and there may be quite a few of you who have no idea who I am or may know very little about me. So uh, it's going to be a little weird to do, but my name is Matt. I am uh, one of the co-founders of Yes Theory and Seek Discomfort. Um, I started it with the guys in 2015. And in 2021, I uh, left hosting videos alongside the guys and uh, moved behind the scenes and uh, started to work on the book, which would tell the story about what Amar, Thomas, Tommy, and I built together, and Darren as well, early on. So, uh, yeah, maybe, hopefully that covers a little bit of um, who I am, why you're here. And for those of you that know me, who have watched Yes Theory for some time now, this is the first time we're, or I'm communicating to you directly in about two and a half years. And like I said, it's a little strange because I, uh, <laughs> I'm very not used to this. It's been a while. However, I am pretty freaking excited to be here. I'm really, really stoked to finally get to talk to you again because so much has happened and there's so much to talk about and to catch up you to catch you up on that I feel like I've been waiting for this moment for all these years because to be honest I missed this like I missed being able to post on Instagram whenever I wanted and get the feedback from you guys or you know meet with the community more or just express myself in this way and so I feel really grateful right now. I feel really thankful that I get this opportunity to, to chat with you. What's going to happen in this podcast is I want to give you kind of a, a short summary of what's happened over the past two and a half years up to present day, where we're at now, where the book's at, and what you can expect from me and from Yes Theory uh, over the coming next few months. So it's quite a bit. I'm going to try and uh, keep it pretty concise, although at times that may be difficult, but I'll do my best. And maybe it's best to also be really honest with you and say that this isn't a like big comeback video. This isn't me re-announcing my entry back into Yes Theory and being stoked about how I'm like full-time hosting again and 
full-time in the business again and all that. Um, I will be joining Yes Theory for the next three months, which I'll explain a little uh, later in this podcast. But this is more of actually quite the opposite, which is why the podcast is called Matt's Going Away Party. It's actually me uh, intentionally celebrating my time with Yes Theory, celebrating the book that's coming out, and intentionally saying goodbye to you guys. But okay, more on that in a bit. I want to go back to 2021, February 2021, when I made the video um, that I was going to leave hosting on Yes Theory. I made it in this room right over there. And at the time, I mean, I watched the video yesterday just to kind of like feel where I was at back then. And I couldn't help think to myself like, wow, this guy, this guy had no idea. <laughs> he had no idea what was coming for the next few years. Um, because what I said in the video was that I was going to leave hosting, but that I was going to stay behind the scenes, still working on the business, uh, still being 100% involved in Yes Theory, and working on the book full time. After that video went up, after I stopped hosting, something started. It was like this click where as soon as I pressed upload, this new kind of life started to happen for me. Pretty quickly, I left Los Angeles. The team was still here and they stayed here. I went to Puerto Rico, spent some time with my grandparents, started working on the book out there, kept working with Yes Theory on certain aspects of the business. But as I started to work on the book, and as I started to spend time away from LA and from the team, I started to realize that it wasn't just the hosting that was coming to an end for me. It was all of it. It was Yes Theory completely. And I couldn't fully understand why. I couldn't explain the feeling. There wasn't a sense of like, oh, this is the reason. It was just more of, again, this like gnawing feeling that I was experiencing. And so it was hard to admit at first, but about six months in after Puerto Rico, I went to Paris um, where I met with Thomas and Amara, my brother, Tommy, and just kind of explained to them what I was going through. I was like, you know, I feel like my time here is coming to an end and um, I'm not really sure what to do about it. And so we talked it out. They were very understanding, per usual. And what we eventually got to was that if I was going to officially leave, it would be great for me to finish the book, to tell our story, to close this chapter or this book, this part of our lives in and a, a beautiful, celebratory, concise way with a thing that we could hold forever and say, like, holy shit, like, this is what we did. This is how it started. Like, these are all the things that nobody got to see. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll write the book. It's going to be awesome. The book's pretty much done already. And once it's done, I'll publish it and say sayonara I think that's how you say sayonara uh, say goodbye 
and you know leave it at that so this was about almost two years ago um almost two years ago that i had that conversation in paris with thomas and amara and what followed was by far the most difficult uncomfortable painful lonely grueling two years of my life I came back to LA after Paris I stayed with a, a friend of mine who was gener generous enough to host me for a few months at his place while that was happening I started to feel this intense pressure and this feeling of almost being trapped where it was like I've decided to leave but I can't leave until I finish this book and it started to feel really claustrophobic and I was also dealing with like my personal problems in my relationships and my mental health was really uh, like starting to get really, really bad. Like my anxiety and the occasional depression was starting to really kick in. And I was just, I was like, I don't, I feel like I need a break. I feel like I need to stop, but I, I know I got to do this thing that I committed to and I don't have a home. I'm not part of this group that, that's still going, you know, I'm not connecting to the audience anymore. Like who am I if I'm not Matt from yes theory, but, I'm also not starting my new life. Meanwhile, I want to leave Yes Theory, but I have to every day for hours get back at my desk and write about Yes Theory and write about the past, write about Project 30, which is how we started Yes Theory, write about all these moments and stories and like having to reminisce and like work through this thing that felt so difficult to look at. And there was so much of it. But I kept going. I kept working on the book. I had my writing coach, Azul, who literally held my hand and was like, we can do this. We got this. And every week we'd get on a call and I'd be like, I feel like I'm dying. And he'd be like, you can stop if you want, but we're closer than you think. <sighs> I eventually got this cabin in the woods by myself in Nevada, in Mount Charleston, Nevada, in the middle of winter in February 2022. I was like, I'm going to be a writer. I just got to get away from the city. I'm going to freaking like finish this book in this cabin, reflect on everything, go on long walks in the woods. And it, by the time I get out of this cabin, it'll all be done. Nope, not the case at all. Um, what ended up happening in the cabin was it was the first time I was like I didn't even bring my phone so I was like fully alone for the first time and I shaved my whole body I was like we're gonna do a fully fresh start here it's kind of psychotic <laughs> like if I, if I look at some of the photos from back then I'm like 
you know, this guy was not in a great place. Um, but I was so desperate to like shed these parts of me that didn't feel like me, like to shed these, these masks that I put up for so much of my life and just to get to the rawness, to get to the real. And I felt like I could only do that alone in nature. And as hard as it was, it was the first time that I felt this sense of like truly looking at myself, like truly getting a look at what was going on. Like I couldn't hide from it anymore. There weren't any more distractions. Like I'd spend three, four hours working on the book during the day, but the rest of the day it was just me in this cabin or in the woods and in my thoughts and no people around. There were literally no humans around. Um, and that went on for about a month and a half. And by the time I came back, I actually did have a book. You know, I, 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 I like, I felt like I was closer and closer to actually having a final draft. And, um, for the next few months, I, kept working on it, trying to refine it. I was like, holy shit, I'm like actually quite close. And, you know, it's quite long. Like it was 70, 80,000 words and I tried to shorten it a little bit. Um, and by June of 2022, so almost a year ago, a year and two months ago as I'm recording this, I had the fucking book. I was like, this thing is done. And I'm like so close to being free. Now I can just tell the guys, make an announcement to the community soon. Epic. We're so close. And then I, uh, I showed the book to people I really respect, authors, mentors, friends, readers, actually just about six people. I made that sound like it was going to be a hundred people, but no, six people I really respected. And the feedback was unanimous. It was like, it's okay. It's pretty good. But it needs a lot of work. And you might have to start this over. As one can imagine, after everything that I'd been through up to this point in putting that thing together, I was like, fuck this. Fuck all of this. I'm fucking out of here. I'm done. I literally physically can't do this anymore. My body is like fully shutting down. And if this book ain't it, there ain't no book. So I called everybody on the team one by one. I called Pedro, our head of operations, Tommy, T-Boogie. And 
uh, just told them, I was like, hey guys, we'll figure out a way for me to to leave, but I can make like a video or an announcement and just say like, hey, I tried to write the book, it didn't work out, but you know, shit happens, I'm sorry, I need to, I need time away. Uh, and they'll understand, I was like, the community will get it. And each of the guys um, pretty much said the same thing, where they were like, the book's not that bad, dude. And then the second thing was, you like, you can really do this, you know, if you want to. And then the third thing was, but if you don't want to, all right, we're not going to force you. And then about a week after I told Thomas, Tommy, and Pedro, Amar came to town. I was in LA and Amar uh, came here. We went for dinner and I hadn't told him about the fact that I wanted to quit the book. And we spent um, the first half of the dinner talking about all sorts of things, including aliens uh, (laughs) with Amar. And I was like, how am I going to tell him that I'm not doing this thing? Because he's been so supportive throughout this process and they've been very patient with me. So I just like, I I was very nervous about his reaction. Um, And so I halfway through the dinner, I was like, hey, Habibs, I'm really grateful for all your support. I'm really grateful for everything that's happened. And as you know, I've been working on this book for a while and I, I literally, I just, uh, I got the feedback from people like Darren and my friend Alex Benayan, who's an author and all these people that we really respect. And they all say it's, it's not there yet. And so I, I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. And Amar kind of looked at me and he was like, I'm really sorry to say this dude, but you're going to do it. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) I was like, I just said, I'm not going to do it. So nope, not going to do it. And he was like, this has happened before. We've had these conversations before for things that you've worked really hard for, but then ultimately said you didn't want to do. And this is one of those moments, just like the Iron Man where I wanted to quit and he said I should keep going. So I, I literally, there was so much tr- truth to what he was saying and I knew it was true, but like I, my, I, I literally couldn't accept it. I was like, dude, to the point where that I got up from my seat, went over to a, like a, a kind of like a bench slash ledge of the restaurant and just, like, like put myself over it and felt like I was going to throw up. And I kept saying, I was like, dude, I have no idea how I'm going to do this because I don't want to release a, a book that's not good enough. And, and he was like, the book's good, dude, you're close. And I was like, no, it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to release a half-assed thing. I'd rather not do anything at all. And he kept saying, you you got this, you'll figure it out, trust me. Oh man, I went home that night and I was so devastated because I'd been so excited to just 
be done with this. Amar was the last person I had to talk to to be done with this, to get his approval. I was so close to, to feeling this freedom that I wanted to feel for so long. <sighs> Over the next about two weeks, I really thought about it. I was like, well, what? how in the world am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to start? Like, I don't even know where to begin if I'm going to do this book now, because if this is draft doesn't work, like I've given it, given it the best I got. And then I don't know what happened. One morning I get up, I do my whole usual morning routine and halfway through it, this light bulb comes off sorry it comes on and I'm like oh my god if I'm gonna do this I know exactly who I need need to do this with I can't do it alone I need someone to to help me write this like side by side and about an hour later I (laughs) got my phone and called this person and that person was freaking Darren Emre. Darren, some of you may not know this, is the fourth original co-founder of Yes Theory. He is is and was living in Montreal at the time. He left Yes Theory in 2017. And he's still my best friend and by far the most well-read person I know. And also just like the best critic and reviewer and mind and editor like Darren is a freaking magician when it comes to books and to words and so I called him and I was like dude like I I'm so stuck I've been doing this pretty much alone for the past year and a half and I really like it would mean the world if you would help me write this book instantly Darren was like fuck yes dude fuck yes dude so down and I felt like my oh my god I felt like my whole body just collapsed on the couch it's like oh my god I'm not alone I like he's gonna help me and we're gonna get there and then he was like when do you want to start working and I told him I was like I'll come to Montreal in three days and he was like three days holy shit I'm gonna have to move stuff around so three days later in the summer of 2022, I, for the first time in six years, went back to Montreal. It was like my whole world just did a 180. Like I went from this this mindset of desperate to get out, like just let me be free, feeling claustrophobic, to arriving in that city and meeting up with Darren. Like I felt like this is the place I had to come back to. And this is the person I had to spend time with. When Darren and I met, he had read the book, he'd reviewed it. He'd been one of the six people to give me edits. And he was pretty much like, we're going to start from scratch, from zero. Like you've built a foundation, that's good. And there's some parts that we're definitely going to use, but overall, like starting over one word at a time. Of course, that sucked to hear, but I like fully trusted him. And for about a month, we worked together in Montreal. 
And Darren would pick different spots every day for us to work out of, whether it was like coffee shops or libraries. And I was in heaven. Like I, I mean, if you, if you guys have never been to Montreal in the summer, it is like heaven on earth. It's just perfect. And it's also, if just everything about it reminded me of the start of Yes Theory. Like I was going to Thomas's apartment where we first started talking about making videos. I went to my apartment where I had started my first business before I met Thomas. I went to my old university, the same university that Thomas went to. I went to the front porch where Amar and I connected for the first time, where he jumped up the stairs and said hi to me for the, for the first time. We went to Dre's apartment, or sorry, I went to Dre's apartment, where we filmed Project 30 and where we met Darren for the first time. And I went to all these different spots where so many of these moments and just these memories. And it felt like I... I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't been back in so long. Like, there's just so much here that I haven't looked at. And so I got to just bask in it. I just got to sit in that and just think about my friendship, my brotherhood with these guys and just sit in these incredible moments that we got to live together before Yes Theory was actually a thing before back when it was Project 30, and then Generation Why Not, and I went to the apartment where it was Generation Why Not, where Martin, Thomas, and I lived together before we moved out to L.A. Because once we left to L.A., we never went back. And finally, finally, the book started pretty much writing itself through Darren and I, like as hard as it was, it's hard in general to write a book, but it felt so much more effortless. It felt fun. It felt exciting to talk about these things. And there were so so many memories that Darren was bringing up to me that I'd forgotten. And so all of a sudden, this thing started to build. And it wasn't just the book. It was like this feeling within me of joy and pride and celebration and the sense of awe and what had happened in such a short amount of time. And while we were doing it, my friendship with Darren, I wouldn't even call it a friendship. And it's beyond a brotherhood. It's like, I'd just been through so much pain up to that point. And to suddenly feel such an enormous shift to feel so much love from Darren and so much commitment to us and to this story. I just started to feel free. I just started to feel like me. And gradually, you know, I left Montreal after a little over a month. And by that point, we'd worked through like a third of the first draft. Um, so Darren and I kept working, uh, a month after that, him and I met in Copenhagen, lived in an apartment together, side by side, worked on the book. And then I came back to LA. He went back to Montreal. And so we were working sometimes in person and sometimes just on Zoom for hours. And then by February 
of this year, end of February, it was done. And it was so good. And I was so proud. And it was so true. It was everything that I wanted it to be. But everything that also had felt impossible to put together. And Darren had been that secret ingredient to finally put that together. I had this moment. I have my places up in the mountains, about up in Topanga, California, which is like the mountains in nature. And I have this porch that I go out to every morning to just get still. And I remember the publisher saying that the manuscript was complete. I walked out on my porch and I sat on my chair and I looked out at these trees and I just felt this feeling that I I truly have only felt one other time, which was when I completed the Iron Man. This feeling of like, I literally can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Like it's, I did it. Like it's done. Like I reached the goal. And the goal is not only that it's done, but that it's great. Like I have done it. And I, I just couldn't, I was like, truly actually in all of myself in all of what's possible like everything in me almost a year before that I had wanted to quit I had wanted to give up toss in the towel leave without saying much and I didn't quit and it was worth it and now I get to share this with people holy shit I get to share this with people the thing was, and sorry if I'm rambling, but I, there's, of course, I mean, this is me trying to put everything that's happened from the past two and a half years into a single podcast, so please bear with me, but the thing was, my relationship with Darren was better than it had ever been, but to be truly honest, my relationship with Amar and Thomas and Tommy had, was the worst that it's ever been. I hadn't talked to them, barely talked to them for a year and a half. You know, like once a month I'd talk to Thomas and just maybe given him an update on where I was at with the book. But, you know, they were busy. Um, I was busy and I was struggling so much that it wasn't even worth bringing them into that. Um, I didn't want to add to their problems. But there's also this like this feeling of like awkwardness. Like what is going on? Our relationship, this thing that we've shown to the world for years that so many people care about and want to work is feels like it's fragile feels like it's a little bit in jeopardy there was like some business stuff too that we had to start talking about and negotiating and like it was just this messy situation and not gonna lie at some points it got ugly and i definitely you know, said some things that had been bubbling up for a long time that were hurtful, which definitely didn't help the situation. But in May uh, of this year, I got an email from Thomas asking me if I wanted to come out to Paris, where he now lived, to just hang out for a week and take care of some of the business stuff, but also just like 
reconnect and figure out how we can make this work. So him reaching out was this first feeling in a long time of like, hey, we got this. Like, remember who we are as brothers. Like, we've worked through hard things. We can work through this too. So I went out to Paris and Thomas and I spent, yeah, a week together. And the first three days were really, really freaking hard because we had to work through a lot of the numbers and all that. But once that was worked through, three days in, there was this moment where him and I were just hanging out and we're like, holy shit, dude. Like, we're we're back. Like, we're back. Like, we're back to being bros. Like, we're back to being brothers. This is wild. Like, I haven't felt this in so long. Pretty much since I left hosting. It was this, like... Oh my God, finally, like things were starting to clear out. It was like the skies were starting to part. The sun was coming out and these things, these people, these relationships that I cared about so much were starting to resolve. And I just felt this beautiful feeling of how the way it started was the way it was going to close for me and the guys which is with each other, with love, with excitement, with celebration. And after reconnecting with Tommy and Amar as well, it's like, Jesus, dudes, like we're, we're freaking doing it again. And so that was around the time that I hopped back into my first video in two and a half years, or I guess around two years, which was the, the taxi video with King Reg. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend you go watch it. But even on that trip, for the two days that I spent with them filming that episode, we just kept looking at each other like, guys, this feels like magic. Like when we're together and when everything is cleared out, there's like a magic to this that we'd forgotten. And, you know, having stuff on there too, who's just the most positive, incredible human that just brings the most amazing yes theory energy into it. We were just clicking in a way that hadn't happened in the longest time. And it made me so freaking excited to share our book, to share this story because that's what it was. It was magic. The whole thing. Anybody that's read the book says the exact same thing. I can't believe this is true. Like the synchronicities, serendipities, the things that happen so fast, one after the other, it's like the only way those things happen, if there's this kind of like alignment that creates this magic. Magic is literally the only word I can use for it. And the magic was back. And with this magic back, it was time to think about how I wanted to release this book to the world. How I wanted to come back into the world, into the Yes Theory world how I wanted to start coming back and talking to you guys. And I am way over time. I was planning on doing this in 10 minutes. So like, if you want to balance now, it's all good. But I, this feels, I just feel like I got to tell you all of it, what happened. This summer, well, literally starting two months ago, and this had started being planned for months before that, but I was in Paris again with Des, who is Yes Theory social media producer, editor, but 
she's so much more than that. She's like, I mean, the ultimate rock star. Yeah, just has been by my side through this whole year, through this process, and very much like Darren was for me for the writing, Des has been for releasing this book to the world. And Des and I were in Paris, and we talked about what, how, like, with the team as well, how do we want to release this? What do we, how do we want to communicate this to the community? How do I want to come back? And what we ultimately got to was I wanted to create a podcast where over the course of about three months, every week, I would have a conversation with someone from the Yes Theory world and from my world that has completely changed my life, who has inspired me to be who I am, who has influenced Yes Theory in the most important ways, and who probably most of them haven't actually been seen by the community. Like these people who are in the book as well, they're huge parts of the book, but they're never in the videos. Whether that's like Bonnie, our team therapist, or Tom, who is our mentor. And literally, like if you've ever seen Charlie's Angels, like he's literally Charlie. Like he has the name Yes Theory would not exist without Tom. Like these people who have shaped our trajectory. I wanted this to feel like um, my going away party. Like I wanted this to feel like I'm going to bring in the most important people in my life and the most important people in Yes Theory's life and I'm going to sit them down for about 45 minutes and we are going to reminisce, talk, share their stories with the community, get the community to know them, appreciate them the way we appreciate them. And for me to be able to look back on these conversations for the rest of my life with these people that I love at this time in my life where I'm going through this insane transition and getting to reflect on everything that's happened, like what a gift that I get to do this. And so at the time of recording this, we've recorded 11 of these conversations and they're unbelievable. They're so incredible. And I, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe this is the way I get to close this chapter of my life. Like, it is just the most incredible blessing. And of course, some of those conversations will be with Thomas, with Amar, and, you know, like people who you actually know. It's not only people who are behind the scenes, but it's going to be all of it. And so that's what this podcast is. This is the first episode of that podcast, Matt's Going Away Party. And with the book coming out November 19th, 2023, it's the, it feels like the perfect lead up to the launch. Um, and so all this felt like, yeah, wow, we're going to get to build momentum and just like, it's going to be so freaking fun. On top of that, while I was out in Europe and right before I left for Europe, while I was in LA, Des convinced me, which I had been hesitant at first because I was really nervous about it, to do little meetups with the community. So we've done these meetups with like 30 to 40 people in LA, in Paris, in London. I sit down with, some of you may even be watching this, sit down with these people, these quote unquote strangers who have changed my life. And I get to tell them this. 
I get to tell them where I've been, what I've been up to. I get to hear their stories. So what we would do in these meetups is we do, everybody would share for three minutes about something they're struggling with or working through. And within like an hour, everybody is just so vulnerable and, and it just like the energy in the room completely shifts and you feel like you're not alone. And the community, this group feels so connected. And I got to be back with the Yes Fam. Oh my God, I got to be back with the Yes Fam. With you. And it was just the most insane feeling for me because I hadn't experienced that in so long. And at the end of these meetups, I would read two to three chapters of the book. And the first one, I literally couldn't get through it because the you'll see in the intro, like it's pretty emotional and I start crying and everybody was so supportive and patient with me and helping me get through it. So I was able to share what I'd created a little bit of it for the first time and get their feedback. And it was just this, oh my God, to see their reactions and to just witness myself in this space of being seen. Freedom. It was freedom. It was connection. And now with this first podcast coming out, it's the start of it. And over these next few months, I'm going to be hopping back into pretty much the majority of Yes Theory videos and going on these adventures with my friends who I'm fully reconnected to and to this sharing these stories with the audience that I'm fully reconnected to and getting to talk about the book and getting to build this momentum, this feeling of like, I want to, I can't wait for you guys to read this and I can't wait to take you on this journey that I've been working on for so long. And it's not just the past two and a half years, it's the past eight years. And there is one thing as I start to wrap this up that I should mention two things. One, the name of the book is Talk to Strangers. I'm not going to reveal the cover right now because that's going to be a future podcast and a future episode, but it's freaking unbelievable. Des and I literally created the book cover together and it's so good. We just looked at it this morning. It's so good. I haven't actually held the book yet. I haven't felt it in my hands. It just got printed yesterday, so I'll be holding it soon, which that moment is going to be something else to talk about, but... The second thing to mention, and this is something that's uh, still a little difficult for me to do, still something I'm learning how to do, um, and still something that I'm sure is going to catch a lot of people off guard, but it's that I've changed my last name. This change isn't against my family or against anyone. It's not out of resentment. It's something deep. It's something like within me that started to happen a year and a half ago, and this podcast isn't the place that I want to do that. It's not the place I want to share why I changed my last name. I preferred to do it in the book in detail at the end of it because it makes so much more sense in context with the story. However, if you are really curious, which some of you I'm sure may be, there's a newsletter that I've started under this new name that I'll leave in the link Um, uh, I'll leave a link of it to it. And in this newsletter, there's one called why I changed my last name. And in that there's a short excerpt from the book that I put in that explains it. But my new last name is Dahlia, D-A-H-L-I-A. So I am Matt Dahlia. Still feels crazy and 
wild to say that and I'm still getting used to it and it's very vulnerable to share that now publicly. Um, so if you see the book and you see the cover of the book soon and you see Talk to Strangers by Matt Dahlia, that is me. All of it, the book, the name, this whole thing feels like a whole new beginning. And what a wild ride it's been. As I close this out, I just want to say thank you if you made it all the way here. Wow, I was not expecting to go this long. So thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for listening. I so, so appreciate you. Um, I want to finish with this. And I don't want to make it a huge thing because I don't want to make my first announcement slash conversation with you back be revolved around selling anything. This is for those who have made it this far and who are interested in this. And if not, I totally get it. It's totally all good. But as of today, the pre-order for the book is available. The link's in the bio. Um, I don't know if people still say that, the link's in the bio. I've been away from social media for a while, so maybe that's not a thing anymore. Anyways, I guess link is in the description is probably a better way to say it. Uh, links in the description. If you pre-order the book from Seek Discomfort, you will get a signed copy from me and you will get super special bonuses like a live Q&A once a month with me as well. Uh, so hopefully we'll see each other on Zoom very shortly. And uh, yeah, other little things. The next podcast will come out next Thursday with a very, very special guest, a very close friend of mine who a lot of you actually may know. Yeah, I'll be writing newsletters again once a week, so hopefully see you there too. Alrighty. Love you with all my heart. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of this community. And most of all, thank you for being you. <laughs>